Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC podcast entitled Coaching You in the Word. We're glad to have you downloading our material from around the world. I'll be teaching today on a message that I preached this past Sunday evening, um, and um, uh, it is a continuance from the Sunday morning message. I hope you will enjoy it. Um, I, I think that um, it will give you some insight into how uh, the man in the Godhead operates. The title of the message is After That, and it comes from Acts chapter 1 uh, and verse 2. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this. Uh, if you would love to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. Mike Springston. Uh, ministries.com, ffcma.org, springston56 at gmail.com, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's messaging. Well, let's get into the Word of God. We'll be back with you at the conclusion of the service, and may God bless you as you hear and study His Word. Good evening, everyone. It's 6 p.m. on Sunday night. And we're ready for our 6 p.m. Bible study. We're going to uh, continue with our message from this morning entitled, After That. Uh, we want to welcome all of those of you from Lifty Meyer Radio, Mike Springston uh, Podcast, FFC Podcast, uh, and all others from around the world that will be listening and study the Word of God, studying the Word of God with us. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the Word. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand. Let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Father, we sanctify ourselves, yield ourselves, and surrender ourselves to the work that is provided for us by the Holy Spirit. As He hears our man in the Godhead speak and delivers to us and reveals to us the Word of God. May we receive it and release it into the hearing of your people so that your people can be changed, ministered to. The power of God can do great things in our lives. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. Our text this morning came from Acts chapter 1 and verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Now I'm going to move forward tonight with our message concerning the man in the Godhead. One of his principles in retaining or coming back to the position that he held prior to the foundation of the world was the ability to communicate directly with the church. We know that he is the head of the church, and we also know that he is the head over all principalities and powers. From that capacity, then, it is imperative that he communicate the commands required for combating the attacks of the enemy that come against a lesser foe. You and I serve in that capacity. Now by covenant, he must express his strength 
on behalf of his covenant partners. He does this, as we stated earlier today, by speaking to the Holy Spirit concerning his direct will, will for the believers. Paul taught us that in Romans 8. Now the Holy Spirit carries his command for the believer to be able to know and reveal truth to us concerning any encounter in which the believer may be engaged. Now this encounter may be an encounter of the emotion. It may be an encounter of the physical, the financial, or the spiritual. It may be an engagement with people from various aspects of life. It may be an engagement with the opportunity that is presented to you to be involved in the willful act of sin. In whatever scenario that one finds himself or herself, the man in the Godhead is communicating commands that when received result in escape or relief. Now this serves to draw the believer into a deeper and more meaningful relationship with the man in the Godhead through the Holy Spirit. From this perspective, when utilized appropriately, the harmony and unison of the spirit, soul, and body can be experienced by the hearing and obeying of the believer. And this identifies or shows two vital things concerning the believer's spiritual life. Number one, it shows that we can hear from God, that we can obey his command, and we can see the actions that result in this obedience by our ability to overcome the situation that is at hand, that we're involved with. So, we then are proving, if you will, ourselves to God by hearing and obeying. Now, they, we, can prove God by living in the expectancy of awaiting His commands and the manifestation that comes from Himself, according to what He told us in John 14, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. My Father will love you. I will love you and I will manifest myself to you. This manifestation will come to us through the presence of, of the Holy Spirit. Now I would add here that this particular condition is the exact place that the apostles and the disciples found themselves in on the day of Pentecost. They had been given command. They waited on the command to materialize, thereby proving their obedience and their faithfulness The man in the Godhead then provided precisely what he had promised and what it came to be was the full, powerful revelation 
that opened the complete system of communication for them and subsequently for the church to have victory over principalities and powers that were in the earth that were seeking to devour anything and anyone that they could. Now, the work that has been initiated for us in the throne room by the man of God, the man in the Godhead, is manifesting from his ability to release what has been delivered and revealed by the Holy Spirit. It always reveals, now get this, because what I'm about to tell you is a crucial aspect that I, I'm not sure that we understand. Um, and I'm not sure that we've been taught. So watch closely. It reveals the absolute will of God at the moment of the revelation because, according to Paul in Romans chapter 8, this is what the Holy Spirit has been seeking him for. And what he and the man in the Godhead are collaborating on to produce for you the perfect will and intentions as well as purpose of God in your life. Now think about that. We can live if we understand what the man in the Godhead is doing. We can live in the perfect will of God. We can know it. We can have it. It can be produced in us. Now people pray all the time, God, do this, do that. Give me your will on this. Give me your will on that. But they don't understand how to obtain that will. They don't understand how to listen to the Holy Spirit to get that will. And therefore, they operate in most instances from their own desires, their own passions, their own self-centeredness. I heard a preacher on television talking, or on radio rather, talking about a particular denomination. And in that denomination, they were experiencing 30% divorce rate. Well, what is that telling us? That often we run off after our own passions, our own sight, our own flesh our own selfishness, our own self-centeredness, our own self-satisfaction, only to find out that we went off on our own, blamed it on God, and now we are suffering the repercussions and consequences of not living in the perfect will of God. Now, how do we do that? Well, we have to understand what the Holy Spirit is doing. We have to manifest the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have to be able to hear from the man in the Godhead so that the man in the Godhead can reveal to us the moment that is required for us to live the life of an overcomer will always come from us understanding the perfect will of God. Huh. Think about that. We can live in the perfect will of God if we're willing to hear from the Holy Spirit who is speaking what Jesus, the man in the Godhead, 
is saying to us that results in escape or relief. And then it would thirdly result in your prosperity and your peace. We often miss that. We often miss that. We often miss that the Holy Spirit is trying to get to us what we need at the very moment we need. And if we can get that, we can function in the perfection of His will. Now in so doing, oftentimes we create for ourselves times and seasons of defeat, depression, and oppression. Why is that? Because we failed to use discretion. We failed to use discretion. We didn't use our liberty and freedom in the spiritual world to avoid the captivity of sin, the selfishness, self-centeredness, passion, and self-satisfaction that we have have, uh, approached, desired in our flesh. However, if we can recognize what we could become if we were able to yield ourselves to the voice of the Spirit, now watch this, knowing that when we hear from the Holy Spirit, we are hearing the direct command of Jesus Christ, which is the command that expresses and exposes the perfect will of God for our lives. We often wonder, where is God? Why doesn't God? I didn't hear from God. What do I do? Do I just move ahead and hope? Now we know how to hear from God concerning His perfect will. And that is to allow the man in the Godhead to communicate to us through the Holy Spirit what it is that brings us to the point that Paul speaks of in Romans 8, 28. That all things can work together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. He is sharing this not because necessarily He loved you that brought you into His fold. But He is sharing this with you because you love Him. That's how all things come to work together for good. Because you love Him. And you have identified the calling of His purpose in your life. And in so doing, He is bringing about the condition where nothing can separate you from the love of God. Now, if we understand that, then it can be brought forward and understood. That we have been enlightened by the Spirit. Paul tells us this in Ephesians chapter 1. And then naturally. The wisdom, knowledge and revelation. That brings about the perfect will of God. Is exposed. Now I would add this. When Abraham accepted the perfection. Of the will of God. Towards him. That acceptance of the will of God took faith. And that faith was accounted to Abraham as righteousness. Now when Paul accepted the perfect will of God, a ministry to the Gentiles was released. 
when Jesus walked the path of life and accepted the perfection of the will of God, mankind not only had a Savior who became the man in the Godhead, but it had a man in the Godhead who was complete and made us complete in Him and who communicated the ability to have escape, relief, and peace from the principalities and powers of this world that would serve to attempt to trap us and draw us back in to their clutches. We have to have a mechanism, my friends, to know and accept the perfect will of God. Now, Jesus Christ, our man in the God, has accomplished that through what he has done by using the Holy Spirit from his position in the man in the Godhead. Wisdom and revelation has come because of your intimate knowledge of him and how he functions from his position in the Godhead. Someone said, Pastor Mike, this is news to me. Good, good. That means that you can take a journey of learning to understand and be one that Jesus said, him that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Be one that Paul said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you have the opportunity to walk into a new faith world, to walk into a new ability to put your faith in the man in the Godhead so that the Holy Spirit can minister in you, to you, and through you and deliver to you the revelation of things that I have not seen nor ever heard. But God has prepared for those who love Him. So as He reveals that, you receive it. And then you turn around and release it. You release it by releasing your faith. Now, Faith is often going to manifest itself in the words that you speak. Faith is going to come into uh, the realm of manifestation in this world by the words that you speak. You're going to speak words that agree. You're going to speak words that decree. You're going to speak words that you're hearing from the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ is revealing showing you, speaking to you, so that you can function in the perfect will of God. Now, what's God going to do with His perfect will? Well, He's going to say to you that there's nothing that's going to separate you from that. There's nothing that's going to separate you from the divine call of God. Well, when you come to know His calling, let me tell you what Paul said. Paul said you will come to know the riches of His glory. You'll come to understand what grace is, what mercy is, what long-suffering and goodness are. And you'll come to know what truth is. These are things that Jesus said that He was giving to you. And these things become your inheritance as a saint of God. The perfect will of God is your inheritance. The perfect path and journey of God is your inheritance. These are all ministries, friends, that come directly from Jesus Christ, our man in the Godhead. They're expressed through the Holy Spirit. They are received and released by you, the believer. Now, there is nothing in this. I want to say it again. There is nothing in this 
that identifies the use of your intellect. Your mind, will, and emotions need to be yielded, sanctified, and surrendered to the use of the Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with your personal strength or your personal power. It does have to do with your ability to walk and live by faith and be obedient to what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. Now, it doesn't make the one receiving or releasing necessarily special or to be revered in the sight of man. That's what we saw when Peter talked about what went on um, at the uh, beautiful gate. He didn't need to be worshipped. When Cornelius fell down to him, he said, I'm just a man just like you are. The difference was that that man was being led by the Spirit of God. He was speaking, operating, acting, and thinking out of the Spirit of God. And so as he did those things, the Spirit of God manifested itself through his soul, and his mind, will, and emotions began to bring about words that came directly from the kingdom and the throne room of God. Jesus Christ was speaking. It only reflects when we are able to understand this and do it. Our act of faith and obedience to the one who is giving us this and our ability to be simply utilized as a vessel of ministry. The operation occurs when the believer has sanctified yourself, surrendered yourself to the ministry. In other words, the believer must recognize the calling and understand the divine plan of God to be involved. Now, what's he trying to be involved with? What's he trying to show you the perfect will of God over? Is he trying to show you the perfect will of God over ministry? Yes. Is he trying to show you the perfect will of God over your role as a husband, father? Yes. Is he trying to show you the perfect will of God over your finances and your health? Yes. Is he trying to show you the perfect will of God over how you should be functioning in your community, in your neighborhood? Yes. Is he trying to show you how you should be functioning on your job? Yes. Is he trying to show you how you should be functioning individually with him? Yes. Everything comes out of this, friend. There's nothing left out of this relationship to which the will of God is being exposed and expressed by Jesus Christ, our man in the Godhead, through the Holy Spirit, and directly into our lives. Nothing about your ability to navigate this world. Now, why would we know that? Well, isn't that what we saw in Abraham? Isn't that what we saw in Jesus? Isn't that what we saw in Paul? See, he is involved in every aspect of our life. He desires to show you your perfect will of God that will make you, I said make you, by the force of your expression of that perfect will to make you more than an overcomer. More than an overcomer. That's God's plan for you. It's for the purpose of giving the believer the ability 
to be both an overcomer and a witness for Jesus in all of his works. Now, I read this to you before, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that are the called according to his purpose. Now, what's the significance now of being called according to his purpose? In order to know that, we have to identify his purpose. Hmm. Now, my friend, as I made a comment this morning, many people feel like the purpose of Jesus was to die on the cross so they didn't have to go to hell. That is a purpose, but it is not the sum total of the purpose. In order to know that, in order to know what we're called to, we have to identify the purpose. The entire book of Acts describes the intent by the man and the Godhead to provide the power required to do two things. Now, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this because the assumption in this statement is that you have come to know him as they knew him in John 20. You have come to know him in the pardon of your sin by the Holy Spirit. So now we find a new purpose. We find that in Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. Look at it. That we would be provided the power to continue to do and to teach what he began. Now does that sound like the sum total of the purpose of Jesus was for you to miss hell? Well, that's what our world believes. That the purpose of Jesus Christ is so you don't have to go to hell. My friend, that's not the purpose. The purpose of the man and the Godhead, it was the purpose of him on the cross. But once he left the cross, his purpose came to the tomb where flesh died. Once he left the tomb, his purpose came to the resurrection where a new spirit of life came. See, there's more purpose than just missing hell. Now watch. The purpose is shown that we continue to do what he began to do and to teach. This would be conducted by being called into what his purposes are. Our role is to continue to teach and to preach the gospel. Preaching the gospel to the lost so that they can be saved. Teaching the gospel so that mankind can come into the depths of relationship. That allows them to walk and live in the perfect will of God. Someone said that can't be. We're too steeped in sin. Well I want to tell you. Then you're saying that the accomplishments associated with the cross. Are not enough. You're saying that the sprinkling of blood by the high priest is not enough. That his lordship is not enough. That him being the man in the Godhead and sending the Holy Spirit into the earth so that he could speak directly to us is not enough. Then we're operating in open rebellion if that is the case. But I want to tell you, our world is teaching get saved and miss hell. Whenever the Bible is clear what the purpose is, And that is to continue to do and to teach what Jesus began 
to do and to teach. So here we are, trying to express and expound on how to live so that you can hear Jesus Christ speak from the throne room of God into your heart and into your life. Some don't like it. Some denominations say that's ridiculous. While we look at our world, and our world continues to spin, cycle, out of control. We're telling them to avoid hell, and they're living just like it. Evil abounds, and we're preaching. Get saved. We're not teaching them how to do and to teach the things that Jesus began to do and to teach. Well, we recognize that there is a deeper calling in Jesus Christ. And we've exposed that to you, and Paul will expose it to you if you read Colossians chapter 2. Now, this is not an escape clause, my friend. It's a service opportunity. It becomes the opportunity to teach, preach, and exercise his presence and exercise his power by showing him to a world that is in need of seeing him for who he is. If we only teach the world to be saved, sin will continue to snap at their heels. We have to teach the world how to live, how to be in communication, how to understand the Lordship and the man in the Godhead, and how to hear from the Holy Spirit. Because it is through that vein that Paul said we would know the will of God and that all things would come together because we loved God. Now, my friend, he is larger than just being a Savior. He is greater than just being a deliverer. He keeps us in more ways than just preserving us. He's more powerful than just being a healer. He's more than just a safety advisor or a security guard. Now, he is all of those things at one time or another, at one moment or another, at the moment we require them. But his purpose was for us to know him in depth in being endued with power, hearing from the Holy Ghost so that we could take his ministry to the entirety of the word. Why was that? So that mankind can learn how to live in peace, in harmony of body, soul, and spirit while they traverse the earth on this side of heaven. Can you see how that when he reveals himself to us by the spirit, he is defining our journey? How is he doing that, Pastor? By showing us the perfect will of God. Now, if he's leading and guiding and reproving, if he's speaking and showing us through the Holy Spirit things to come, then we have his influence to bring ourselves into complete harmony with what is being said from the throne room of God through the Holy Spirit and what is being done from the throne room of God. Grace, Jesus Christ, is releasing grace himself to give light to our path. Now, how were we to accomplish this unity of person? Where, where our spirit, soul, and body would live in peace? Well, 
we have to inherit a promise. What promise? The promise of the ability that was given to us to be able to continue and to teach what he began to do and to teach. What was the mechanism that would allow us to do that? Well, it was hearing the commands of Jesus Christ. Through what revelation would that occur? It would come through Him speaking to the Holy Spirit. Now where this concept comes into misunderstanding, where is it? Because the Bible plainly teaches that He leads us, guides us, directs us, reproves us, gives, shows, but He's doing all of this as the man of God directs and speaks. He is the one who acts under the direction, speaking of the Holy Spirit, of the man in the Godhead. He is the one who does his acts at the direction of the man in the Godhead. He can create, he can make, he can develop, and he can produce anything prescribed by the man in the Godhead in heaven, earth, and hell. Now watch. But he does not operate out of man the same way. In man, he brings the word of God to his soul and manifests, delivers it, and reveals it. By manifesting that revelation through man's mind, will, and emotions. Remember, now watch this. He is the comforter. He is called alongside to help. Where man is concerned, the Holy Spirit is not called to be the doer. He is called to be the advocate helper. Man must be the doer. Man must be in spiritual tune with the man in the Godhead to the extent that he can hear the Holy Spirit, which means that he can hear the throne room of God as Jesus Christ is speaking through the Holy Spirit and delivering and revealing what Jesus is saying. Man is then the one who must hear. Faith cometh by hearing. And we grab a hold of it by faith. We grab a hold of what we're hearing. We grab a hold of what we're seeing. We take the revelation. We receive it. We take it. And we then release it. How do we release it? Through words of decree and agreement by faith. So when Peter and John were there and they spoke as I mentioned this morning, they were simply repeating what they had heard from the Holy Spirit. They had repeated what the acts of Jesus Christ were, both in forgiveness and healing. For this reason, Peter stopped them from looking at him and steered them to the one that was doing the work. Now I want to go into verse 21 and then I'm going to be done. Of Acts chapter 4. Peter said, Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began. Did you see whom the heavens must receive? Peter's pointing them to the man in the Godhead. He had already called Him Lord and God in Acts 2.39. He said that heaven has received Him until the time when the, he reconstructs the divine design of, of God in the earth. Until then, he is reinstating in you the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus so that you 
can reign in this life and have the dominion that his position as the man in the Godhead and Lord, have his ministry as the holy high priest has given you so that you could possess them and be a minister to the world until the time whenever the world is reconfigured and redesigned after the holy plan. Until then, that redesign, the holy plan of God, resides in you. Think about that. It resides in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the tabernacle of the Lord God. Hallelujah. It's yours. How did you get it? The man in the Godhead. He went through the process to give it to you. And we don't understand it. Therefore we live far below what it is. And the devil attacks on every hand. He sees every weakness. He sees every misunderstanding. And he does not like the fact that God has revealed the truth of this. And it is being preached into the ear of the hearer. Many would say, oh, Pastor Mike, you've do, that's just way out there. That's too deep. But I want to tell you something, my friends. The world is living without this knowledge and failing. If we would begin to live in this knowledge, what would Jesus speak about the perfect will of God into our hearts and lives? My God. It's all right there, my friends. We just have to see it. We have to have it delivered by the Holy Ghost, revealed to us by the Holy Ghost. We have to receive it. And then we have to release it. Now I want to say this in closing. How would your life be different if you begin to release words of faith that were spoken to you by the Holy Spirit? How would your life be different? How would the life of those that you are ministering, praying to be different if you could release what the Holy Spirit is saying? Instead of praying and begging, you could listen and release faith in what the Holy Ghost is saying to you. They could hear you say that and grab a hold to it by faith and see relief escape and peace that's the life i want and you know i believe that's the life you desire as well father i pray that you will bless and minister open our eyes open our hearts by faith may we hear and may we begin to produce the words of jesus christ directly from the throne room that are given to us by the holy spirit and may we find escape, relief, and peace. And may we give escape, relief, and peace as we minister to our world in the name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, Lord, and God. Well, thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I believe that if we could grab a hold of this, it would totally transform our ability to not only interact with God, but for God, our man in the Godhead bodily, to interact with our world. So I encourage you today, 
Look into the man in the Godhead. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit if you are not. Find out what He has to say because in that you're going to find guiding and leading, reproof, encouragement. You're going to find peace, joy. You're going to find the Spirit of Truth opening the throne room of heaven and the glory of God coming upon your life. Well, contact us if you will. I appreciate all of those of you that download our material. May God bless you until we speak again.